What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast. I'm here with Rilu Ong. She is dumb blonde hair on Instagram. She is the first to cash in on winning the Podcast Listener Awards. If you guys don't know about those yet, it is episode 154 and a half. So you can go see how you can qualify. And Ree is the first person to reach out to me who qualified for this. And you've nearly qualified in both ways that you can because you're almost over 30,000 followers on Instagram. She is dumb blonde underscore hair. So D-U-M-B-L-O-N-D-E underscore hair. Uh, she's at 20, just under 25,000 followers. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about how she got there as well as how she's able to monetize her following and uh, keep a pretty booked schedule, uh, mostly from social media, it sounds like too. So uh, Reed, how's it going? Yeah, it's pretty good. Nice awesome. sunny day. Reed, tell me before we get started here, what would be just a random interesting fact about you? Uh, okay, um, I have a fruit phobia. You're scared of fruit? Yeah. Hate it makes me angry makes me queasy it's just it's it's nuts it's it's crazy every single one Mm -hmm. what about like tomatoes where it's like in the middle okay so to me that's not a fruit I love I love tomato so (laughs) like you see an orange like what's your reaction are you just like oh I'm mad (laughs) yeah mad as hell (laughs) okay I hate it yeah, I can smell it a mile away. So if I'm sitting there and I smell, I'm just like, someone's someone's eating whatever fruit I think it is. And I was like, how do you know? And then all of a sudden there it is. I said, see, I told you, it's there. I hate it. It's the citrus smell maybe? Um, um, you don't know? I don't know. It's, it's all fruit. And, and my worst fruit would probably be strawberries. I call them the devil berry. I just, I just don't get it. And when people put chocolate on it, I'm like, why are you ruining chocolate for? <laughs> Were you yeah. attacked by strawberries as a child or something? <laughs> Everyone says to me, did something happen to you when you were younger? No, I just, I didn't touch it. I didn't like it. Hate so it. you're in a Facebook and group of like four people called fruit phobics or something. Have you met actually, some other people? Actually, there's a lot of us. Really? There's a lot of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you never a name leave your house. <laughs> but it's a big long name and I, I i can't ever remember it but yeah there's, there's quite a few of us well i'm glad i asked that is definitely interesting yep re let's get right into how you were able to build your following from the beginning something that mm-hmm. really stuck out to me from our conversation we were just having before this is you've moved multiple times and started with zero clients three different times uh, and that is not the most fun process, uh, moving to a new city and having no clients and having to start from scratch. Because even if you got a lot of Instagram followers, if they're not part of that new town, they're probably not going to fly out just to get their haircut from you. So um, tell me a little bit about some of the strategies you do when you know you're about to move and you're about to have to start from scratch. Okay, so when my husband gets a phone call and we're relocating, first thing I do is I start, I switch up my, my hashtags and I start, you know, popping some, some hashtags of where I'm going to move. So, yeah, the location. So um, 
slowly I, I, I just sort of don't want my current clients to know what's happening so I can't just go bang and, and pop a whole lot of geotags and and hashtags of, of the location so I just sort of sneak them in there that's that's stage one stage two is I start looking around the areas that I'm going to live and have my business and I look for the clientele that I'd want in my chair um, and I I start talking to them so um, I start being personal is probably my yeah my biggest thing that I do so you're following them maybe throwing some likes their way and then just sending a message yeah. are you um, mentioning what you do at all in this message or how does that sound? Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of just like a, just a, a brief little welcome letter, so I don't sound like like you know too sales pitchy or anything. It's just like hey, type of thing. Um, and yeah, I guess it's up to them if they if they like what they see, they can go through my Instagram. And yeah, I'd say, you know, probably seven out of ten will will follow me back, and and you know either like the message or, or text back and say, hey, actually, um, this is great. This is what I'm looking for. So it's it's a numbers game when it comes to that. So it's like, why not? So where are you finding these people? If you're saying, all right, I want to find some of my dream yep. clients in Sydney, mm-hmm. Australia, yep. where do you go first? Well, I only do blonde, so um, that narrows it down. Um Maybe Dang the it. beach. <laughs> Have a look at someone who's taking some photos at the beach. And so I'm not far from the beach as well. So um, if I jump in, I look, I'm like, well, yeah, that's exactly the sort of hair that I do. So I'm not going to follow. I'm not going to connect with anyone that, say, has brown hair or or that's out of my age demographic. It's all got to be very calculated. So, in you know, I don't want to seem spammy or, or, or creepy. So it's all just quite calculated. And... I'll do this probably, yeah, a, a month or two before I leave um, the state that I'm in before I actually relocate. And I do this again, um, say, in the first first few weeks of arriving. Okay. Or just until you've got enough base in that area, enough clients. Yeah, yeah, booked. yeah. So you might if you're looking for blonde woman in Sydney, Australia, what would be an example of a hashtag that you're starting on? Or are you looking at the restaurant geotags and going back from there? Yeah, what would be the yeah, most yeah. targeted? So I'll either sort of find the, the bougiest nightclub or night spot or, you know, that, that place where everyone wants to be. I'll click onto that. I'll click into where it's the recent because I don't want to be following people from, you know, two years ago. They can't, they might not even live in, in Australia anymore. So I'll click on the recent. And if, if, they've, um, if they've tagged themselves there maybe in the last month, that's, that's who I'll follow. No one later than that because, yeah, I, they could have just been there on a holiday. So I'll click in. Um, I'll look at their profile. If they are from Sydney and they are from around my area, they are blonde and they are in the age demographic that I cater to, then, yes, that, that's that's who I'll send a direct message to just to introduce myself, like a couple of pickies, you know, nothing too creepy. And and, and then it's, it's up to them. It's up to them whether they want to hit me back. It's pretty obvious what you do just from visiting your account so you don't really need to tell them that 
yeah. you're a hairstylist and all this stuff, or you got good deals or anything like that, they can just kind of mm-hmm. find that out themselves if they want to. Yeah. Okay. That's so right. direct approach looking for your clients and mm-hmm. it, that probably works better since you are looking for such a targeted person um, that you can't really yeah. just go mass follow unfollow on like any Sydney, Australia person. So you're going through mm-hmm. there and you're doing this work mm-hmm. yourself. Um, yeah. Not hiring it out. Is this something that you would ever see yourself hiring out or is this a process no. that you'd rather just do your own? No. Um, it's definitely, yeah, personal. And, and look, it doesn't take that long. It takes, you know, a little bit of time, but, you know, we've all got time. I say oh, don't be lazy. Do, do, do the work. For outreaching to work. a client. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for yeah, such a yeah. sensitive process, it's your first yeah. impression. And I think it's one of those things that a lot of businesses would love to hire out. And I've, I'm dabbling in it, um, not on Instagram DMs, but LinkedIn DMs and such like that, where like a yeah. company will go out and do some initial messaging for you. Um, but it's still, it's like your first impression. So it's, it can be hard mm. to, to mm. train that position. But if you can do it yourself, if you're only yeah. able to get so many clients, probably just do it yourself. Because that's not something that you actively do. It sounds like once you've got your base established, this is just how you're going to find your initial. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It's just the starting point. And I guess if, if I did have a salon full of staff, I probably wouldn't do it myself. Um, but because it's just me, a solo artist, I've, when someone's in my chair, they're in my chair for like four hours at a time. If I'm not getting that right person in my chair, it can be, um, yeah, pretty awkward. So I just really want to source my own. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of it too. Not just the messaging, but you having the eye for the client. Yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah. So um, to recap that, you if you're about to move to Sydney, Australia, you might mm-hmm. sneak in some Sydney lifestyle, Sydney blondes, you know, the hashtags like yeah. that on your post leading up to it to hopefully find some people in that area. And then also go through the Sydney, Australia location tag sort Mm -hmm. it by recent. So it's not just like the top trending post that's from a couple months ago or something, and then just go through and probably just looking for blonde hair initially, and then go back through it. Look, if they live there, if they look like a good client and then starting some kind of message. Awesome. So uh, really just, yeah, straightforward. It sounds like you, you've really just mastered a lot of the organic strategies you do your hashtags really well. We've talked a little bit before this interview that you've had to optimize your posting time to more later in the evening because you have so many American followers that that was kind of helping you. So just a lot of like finesse little things like that, that you've done right. I think the thing that also really sticks out is your content is so great here. And when, when a hair, when someone comes in and they're going to get their hair done, how does that process Mm -hmm. work that you're like incorporating them into it? You're like getting their permission before you start or um, how do you kind of get your clients to help you make content? Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. 
To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Um, I suppose, yeah, if, once, once I've finished hair, I, I think these days because Instagram and, and social media is so saturated with seeing hair that I think clients just automatically know that we'd like to take a picture of the after. It's kind of like you've just did this masterpiece on a canvas and and if you didn't take a picture, no one's going to see it. So, um, And they, they enjoy it. They enjoy being on the page. I call it my Hall of Fame. So, yeah, no one minds. So, I, you know, it, it can get a bit awkward, which I'm not that great in taking photos. I, I still feel a little bit sort of strange because had you told me, you know, 26 years ago that I'd be taking photos of hair I'd be like yeah okay you're laughing that's that's a complete joke but here we are so I've I've had to learn. I've, and I study so anytime I'm not doing hair or learning about social media I'm learning how to take photos because the right photo meant that that can get you some bookings yeah you definitely when I go through your photos here you've got some uh, you've got very consistent likes in the like three to 500 range. And then you also have some that just really take off and get like mm. over 4,000. And those are not promoted posts, right? Those are just, they just took off with hashtags. Yeah. 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 Um, so I get featured a lot. Um, and I think with, with being a feature, yeah, you know, there's a lot of hairdressers that just start going, wow. And they click in, they follow you. So, that's fine for a following. They're obviously not going to be my clientele or in my chair because they're already hairdressers and most, uh, you know, locations that, that can't get to me. So there's one or two things I guess that I do. Yeah, I want to grow my account. Two, I want bums in chairs. And the, the second is is most important to me. So tell me a little bit about how you get these other hairdressers helping mm-hmm. you out because I think when you – when any, like a lot of artists, when they post their art, they naturally mm. find a lot of other artists too, who aren't yeah, yeah. dream client, but they love their content. And same with you, mm. hairdressers love each other's content, but they're probably not going to come to you. So how do you still utilize these relationships? It's all just about connecting. Um, if, if you like something, click on it, you know, have a conversation. Instead of just liking something or scrolling past because you're either you're salty because it's better than yours or you're jealous because they've got, you know, more of a following. I don't care about that. If I see something that I like, then I'm going to tell that person, hey, your work's amazing. And I'll DM, I'll DM and say, hey, just stop in by to say your work is incredible. Um, and I find in the hairdressing industry it can be quite toxic where there's just so much competition and it's so bitchy that no one wants to do that. So I guess when I swim against, you know, uh, I – I, I guess I stand out and people think, like that. It's the human touch, I guess, again, that people are just seeing that, oh, we're not just behind our screen, but I'm actively just saying, hey, <laughs> great work. I think it's a little bit of a standoff in a lot of industries, even my own. I might mm. not want to yeah, yeah. look at another oh, Instagrammer's yeah. post and be like, these are great tips. Like, I think a lot of times I might even be like, I don't even want to know your nine tips to grow. On Instagram, mm. there's a little bit mm. of let's not even help each other's posts out mm-hmm. that's going on. Yeah. And that's in a, probably in a lot of markets. Mm-hmm. So you do a lot of these commenting and stuff like that on other 
hairdressers work and that turns into them following you back and I think you were saying before we got a recording here a lot of them turn into some of your most engaged followers is that right yeah yeah that's right yeah yeah I think on one of your podcasts I think you mentioned the word Instagram karma was it you was it yours I don't listen to that many, to be honest. They all do my head in. Yours is probably just the easiest to listen to. But, yeah, Instagram karma where I feel like if I'm giving it, then I'm going to receive it. So, And I'm not doing it just to get it back. It, that's just bonus. That's the complete sure. bonus. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy to, you know, if I see something I like, well, why can't I tell someone? We're, we've all just, I guess, we just scroll. This is all we do. We, don't, we actually don't stop and say, hey, I really like this. And maybe that's the difference with me and, and why I've gotten where I've gotten. I hope so. I think it's a, a key rule of giving it because if you're mm. doing it to get something in return, you're going to yeah. get like experience burnout because you're like, this isn't working. Uh, you you mm. might word it wrong. You're going to come at it from the wrong intentions uh, from the beginning. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, not just with, you know, sending out comments, but like literally yeah, everything yeah. I've thought of that before is like you, if you're going to have this giving mentality uh, where you just hope these clients might pay off someday, you can't be like analyzing every situation as like a loss, yeah. a loss, a loss. Like it's, you know, you, otherwise it's not even giving. <laughs> um, so, okay, great point there. So you've really established a lot of connections with these hairdressers and that really helps your engagement uh, when yeah. your post is fresh and such. So obviously uh-huh. there's a lot of hairdressers out there. They got a bunch of clients that are following them and they just want to get something in the books. Right. I think uh, it's always mm-hmm. easy to just put off your haircut a little bit longer. And a lot of what you do is kind yeah. of just trying to increase the rate that they get haircuts a little bit, right? Get them back, get their hair growing again as soon as possible. Get them back in the chair. Is that a little bit of the game? Like trying to Ooh, get the haircuts? Actually, no. No? Okay. No. No, mine is more about lifting and, you know, longevity. So, which means my volume of clientele can be, um, you know, three to four times bigger than just the, the normal average hairdresser. Because if mine aren't coming back every sort of six to eight weeks, it's more like 12 weeks and I can fit, you know, more of a volume. So that way my clientele is, is, quite, is quite big and that's why I guess I get booked out in advance so quickly if that makes sense okay i don't i don't do men's hair so there's no you know there's no necessary to to try and fit those in what is you do something special though like you have uh what's the bay lodge style did you say what is it <laughs> i love Just when non-hairdressers want to say that balayage no. okay um, yeah i do my basin balayage so um yeah i've done it i've done it for ever I just never thought people wanted to see the process and and one day when I did take a picture and I posted it it just went nuts and I guess that's where my following from I got featured by like one of the biggest hairdressing platforms which is called behind the chair and they posted me and I and I was I was actually driving to Sydney at the time when I was relocating my phone kept lighting up and I'm like what's happening? So I had to pull over on the side of the road and I saw it and it was just, it was crazy. I think I, in a 24 hour period, I gained maybe 10,000. Wow. Yeah. 10,000 followers in, in about a, a, yeah, a 24 hour period. It was, 
Yeah, it was nuts. And that picture that they posted, I went and had a look not long ago when they turned the lights um, setting back on because at that stage you couldn't see it. It, And I sent it to you. That's the one I sent to you. Was there like 33,000 likes on that pic? Yeah, yeah, it was was crazy. That's how many likes the pic got on their account or they shared your post to their story? No, they shared my post to their, their news feed. Oh, okay. To their account. Yeah, yeah. So, and then they tagged me in it. So I guess when people saw it, they're just like, whoa, this is this is kind of cool, crazy. So they've clicked into me and just, yeah, looked at my work, I guess, and followed me. So, but from there, I've probably been featured maybe about 30 times. Um, countless in, in stories, but featured on their, uh, on their accounts. Um, like some heavy hitters we're talking you know over 500k followers or million so yeah and these are pages that you could probably even post to pay with but they've just posted you no I don't think you can I think I think their structure is just basically if they see something that you know is unique or, or 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 just good that they're happy just to post it. I don't think you can actually, yeah, do like a, a, a paid posting for that. Did you do it? Not, like, not did you that I'm aware them? of. Did you DM? Like, is yeah, there, yeah, yeah, did yeah, you yeah. do yeah. anything to encourage them to post this for you? Or did they, ju- you just woke up and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. As simple as that. I, I tagged them. Um, yeah, I tagged them. Oh, and I guess it's behind the chair you had and, tagged them in that photo that yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I do tag them a lot because you know they're they're one of our biggest platforms as as a hairdresser and they, you know, they have awards and, and things and um yeah, I, I I actually never thought they'd share any of my work. I thought, you yeah, know, they're never gonna see me or find me, but here we are. Yeah, I mean even accounts that are a few million, if you tag them, they're probably only mm. getting tagged in like one to five posts a day, you know, I don't That's know, maybe right. one of those accounts, if they're, if everyone's trying to get posted by them, they might get mm-hmm. a little bit more, but I think that's something I've talked yeah. about on the podcast in the, in the past is if you're trying to get reshared by one of these big accounts to just tag them yep. on a few that you think has a good chance. So you did tag them in that time that they posted you. So mm-hmm. you did kind of make that happen more so than it just randomly happening for you. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's, it seems like that's where you've gained almost more than half of your followers is yep. features on other pages. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay, great. Well, if I had to guess between your account and all the other hairstylists out there who might be posting similar content, similar hashtags, such like that, what might be standing out from you is the simple fact that you've picked a niche and then you also yep. have your own style. How much do you think- uh-huh you being niched down to blondes is part of your yep. success here. Uh, yeah, all of it, 100%, 100%. It, I guess it's just consistency, you know. Um, when you look at my page, it, it's it's visually pleasing. It's not just sort of jumbled. It's not all over the place. It's not messy. So, yeah, just, just pick one thing and do it well. Because if you were just hair by re or anything like that, yep. it's yep. hard to stick yep. out. But when a blonde finds you, she, oh, she specializes in blonde, then all of a sudden there doesn't have to be a trust factor. There doesn't have to be a mm-hmm. relationship. You're already the blonde mm-hmm. specialist. And uh-huh. if you, the blonde specialist versus 
hair by this person, hair by that person, some other person's salon. So just because you're niched down, it probably makes your yeah. conversion a lot easier. Yeah. What about the, the special hairstyle that you do? Is that just probably your most popular post or is that something that you plan to monetize some way? <laughs> okay. Every time I post it, it just gets blown up. So, you know, it's, it's almost now it's like, do I just give the people what the people want? Is that all I post about? But um, so, yeah, yeah. It got me thinking that, you know, at my age, you know, like I'm almost 43, being behind the chair, I've never had time off before. So I'm starting to feel that my body's, you know, it, it's not the best. So I've got to look at av other avenues of where I can, you know, I guess diversify some type of income so since this is all blown up I've, I've had time to sit down and go hey I'm I'm actually going to film this get it packaged um, and yeah get some online training coaching education happening so that's where I see myself probably in the next I guess 12 to 24 months um, I can probably step away from being behind the chair so much full time and give my body a rest so yeah and um, I guess that's why I'm listening to some past episodes of yours of, of, yeah, how I do this and how I create it, learning what a funnel is, God forbid. There was one a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about Shopify and what was the other one? ClickFunnels. Yeah, no, 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 no. There was two platforms of, and I'm, I'm in the process of getting my uh, my website made and and that episode came up so i quickly downloaded to my watch to go for my walk and i'm just like oh my god oh my god please don't say it's the one i'm about to um use but no it, it wasn't you said um shopify was the better of, of the two for for courses you probably will go click funnel shopify is the e-commerce winner every time but if you're selling a yeah digital yeah, product, that's, that's, yeah 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 that's that's what you were talking about um and I, I just looked up the episode is 146 that I would listen okay. to for how to sell a course. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to all my episodes and uh, <laughs> screenshotting a lot of stuff. So, uh, um, I've been annoying. I've been screenshotting. I've just, I think my favorite episode was 100, of course. 100, I went for a, a ride on my electric scooter and it was hilarious. I was laughing. I must have looked like a crazy person because the more you drank, the more you got drunk, the drunker you got, oh, the swearing, you know, it, it just got real. It was, it was quite funny. So good to know. I was, debating that for <laughs> I was debating drinking for 150, but okay. I'll definitely do it for 200. It was hilarious. Okay, great. That that's definitely good to know. I I, I rarely get feedback on any like specific episodes actually because there's no like way to like review a specific episode or anything like that. So yeah, yeah. okay. Well, wrapping up here, any uh, mm -hmm. general business advice that you would give to just all the entrepreneurs out there? Okay, um, something that you always say: show up. Simple as that. I get a lot of. Um, you know, hairdressers will say to me, how do I grow quickly? What do I do? Nothing's working. And the thing that I just write back is just keep on doing it. Whatever you're doing, just keep on doing it. Consistency yeah, it's, wins in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No posting and ghosting. Just, just keep going. Keep going. You, you, you'll break through at some stage. And um, I guess 
it's not about the foals. It's, it's sometimes it's about who you got in your chair. And if you've got full books, then, you know, that's all power to you. So where can people connect with you more? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, my Instagram seems to be see, the place to be. Once I have my website up, I know I'm late to the party. Yeah, we'll see what, what happens. I love that you haven't had a website because it, it hasn't been necessary. You just have like your Instagram and then a Google form to book. Yeah. Um, do you have like a Calendly calendar, like any kind of scheduling system after that, that you use? Or are, nope. you, are you just using nope. Google Calendar? Nope. It's all done manually. So I, yeah, when I book, I'm the person that chats to you. I'm the person that, you know, confirms you. I'm the person that um, does everything. I still have a paper diary for a backup because yeah one time the server went down and I lost all my appointments so that was pretty hectic so yeah I use square for my appointments but I always have a paper diary that's that that's that's my red hot tip for people okay so the square (laughs) like the app that you scan people's Mm -hmm. cards on you can do bookings on there too yeah 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 they've got an appointment um uh, sort of calendar match to it so that's that's good but yes yeah all writing down um manually as well yeah that mm. would definitely be old hard school. to recover I know. from I know. okay oh yeah it was it was tough awesome Marie. well uh great information today i'm excited to get this out and uh thank you so much mm-hmm. for for coming on and being a longtime listener congrats on being the first to win the social bamboo award here oh thank you it was it was great um yeah something that I don't often do on video so yeah thanks for uh helping me through this one and hopefully there'll be another one yep I'll make another award uh so we'll we'll see if you can hit it around (laughs) selling the course later yeah you know before you go I actually one day I was like I just want him to shout my name out on his podcast as I'm walking along so I could hear it and now it's like oh actually here I am (laughs) so thank you are you excited or nervous to listen to your own episode? Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to listen to it. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll inbox you. <laughs> okay. All right. No worries. Yeah. Uh, I edit stuff out. It'll be good. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. All right. Well, you have a great rest of your day then. Yeah, you have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.